This is CyberSound, your simplified and fundamentals-focused source for all things cybersecurity, with your hosts, Jason Pufal, Stephen Maresca, and Matt Fusaro. Welcome to CyberSound. I'm your host, Jason Pufal, joined, as always, by Matt Fusaro and Steve Maresca. Hey, guys. Hey there. Hey. Uh, so today we're going to discuss the security challenges. I, I mean, I guess challenges is a good word, right? But uh, security challenges for sort of you know IT and, and OT operational technology uh, devices. So maybe first thing is you know, what is OT? Uh, either of you want to take a stab at. I don't think it's super complicated, but either you want to take a stab at OT. Sure. I, I mean, it's a it's a general category. It's more of a newer term for stuff that's existed for a long time. Just so we're clear, but stuff that tends to be included would be industrial controls. Temperature sensors, uh, valves, um, project, uh, programmable logic controllers, things that have chained logic but aren't necessarily programmed in a way that, you know, higher level languages would be used. Um, these are things that, uh, you know, deal with manufacturing, movement of uh, goods and materials across an assembly line, things of that sort, sequencing, uh, metering, measurement types of devices. So I'm going to go out on a limb. I, IT stuff, servers, desktops, you know, network switches, things like that, uh, easier to maintain probably, right? A, a lot more publicly available patches from vendors, uh, maybe just generally broader support. So uh, uh, what makes OT more difficult? Well, there are actually two answers to that, and both of them are conflicting. Yeah. Uh, they're easier to maintain – on one level, because the protocols that are used, the wires that are used, they're built for robustness. They work in environments that are high vibration, high temperature, acidic, you know, things of that sort. These are designed to last. Which IT. Is OT. Right. Okay. So let's be specific. Right. And usually only have a couple functions. Right. Maybe they actually do all of their communication over literally one well, wire. So is, is longevity akin to maintenance? Because that sounds like what you're talking about is something that can last a long time uh, ignored. Yeah, I mean, it reduces maintenance requirements. From a typical IT context, what that means is that you have um, material that was put into place with technology that may not be changed for 10 years. That could be a risk, therefore a maintenance headache. It depends on the context here. Um, some people would see it as a maintenance boon to not need to touch it for a long time. Others would consider it a maintenance headache because of the fact that it's, it's not received a patch. Or the manufacturer of that device just isn't around anymore. Right. That's Super likely. Right. Yeah. I mean, AT&T is probably one of your best examples. Large phone companies, they've, they've got technology from the 80s still running right now. Right. Routing calls and, and just hoping it works. Yeah, routing calls, testing data circuits. That stuff is ancient. So – so then where are our challenges? If it, you have one, you get longevity out of a lot of the stuff. And, and frankly, you, you can't say the same out of a lot of your, your more mainstream IT infrastructure, right? Uh, so you get longevity. Uh, but because there's uh, maybe reduced or more challenging you know, patching or, or perhaps in some cases no updates available at all, you probably introduce a fair amount of security security risks, maybe just security concerns to stuff like this as, as other technologies have evolved. Yeah, a lot of the risk that comes into, especially OT, is what these OT systems are being hooked up into, right? So to gain efficiencies, to 
um, automate how they're actually used. They're hooked up to actual server farms in some cases or um, you know, small devices that are on site that may actually be using a web server to take calls from an application somewhere so that you can centralize your HVAC team. So you could centralize um, anyone controlling valves for anything like that. Uh, there's so many examples out there. <laughs> right. But you know, other examples would be like sensors on a pipeline, right. literally in the middle of nowhere, hundreds of miles away from a tech yep. um, that happens to connect over the cell network or something to that effect. Um, yeah, there are lots of situations of that sort that are challenges. R- maintenance for a lot of operational technology is actually replacement. Right. It broke. You're going to swap it out with another part. It's never actually being updated per se. It's being swapped. Right. With something that you hoarded uh, that you found right. previously or, or with something new? Pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty common. It's an old part. Uh, so is, it, is there anything different in protecting these, though, than you might with your more standard IT infrastructure, right? Well, a lot, a lot of times. So, for example, in IT infrastructure, we'll, we'll do active scanning against them. Right to find, you know, hey, does it need updates? Is it vulnerable to any of these types of protocols or uh, attacks that we know about? If you do that with some OT, you can end up actually causing a problem, right? Uh, you don't necessarily want to be actively probing some of these things and, you know, turn on a gas pipe, for example, that shouldn't be turned on. So how do you, how do you do these things now, right? How do you check for threats? How do you uh, identify um, traffic that should be or shouldn't be going in and out of the networks that they're connected to becomes more of a challenge because you have to have somewhat of a hands-off approach to it. Otherwise, you are going to start interacting with physical things in the world, right? Yeah, but a lot of risk management and risk discovery in IT involves probing live equipment. In OT, the safest way is in a lab, in isolation, in control conditions, something to that effect. A lot of these devices are they have such low computational power that merely interacting with them distracts them from their um, very real-time oriented task that they're obligated to perform, and therefore you've created a problem because they don't function. Um, So uh, very different types of uh, strategies attached to how you maintain them and assess them. How much of this conversation are we talking about 20-year-old devices versus maybe something that, you know, performs that same kind of function, right? Uh, uh, you know, con- controlling the HVAC systems, for example, but something that's been installed in the last year. I mean, there, there's a certain set of regulatory requirements that sort of define how these things are designed now. Uh, I, th- I, su- I believe to some degree what their uh, sort of vendor maintenance requirements might be and things like that. So, you know, has OT gotten easier to protect as as you know, as, as in more recent times or not necessarily? I, I think it's gotten easier to protect. There's more tools out there. Uh, there's more detection technology. Uh, I think more organizations are starting to understand that they can't just connect these things into their corporate network without any thought behind it. Um, but there are still organizations out there that don't think about it. Um, but yeah, a lot of the things that we talk about, you know, really fundamentals are, are where you need to uh, be when it comes to OT, right? Um, segmenting your networks so that you're not on the same vulnerable networks as your corporate devices, um, you know, making sure if they do have software that they're actually patched, uh, and doing some type of monitoring, 
right? Just having some visibility into what it is you're, that's out there. How do you get to it? Uh, and uh, what do you do if it is compromised? What kind of what's the risk there? A lot, a lot of um, what we would normally think of as re-architecting is a planning exercise for OT pre-deployment. Um, air gap is a term adjacent to network segmentation that Matt just mentioned in in anything that's OT specific because you expect to have a discrete severance of any sort of connectivity between the rest of your environment and OT. It's a deliberate choice. Therefore, you know, if you build it out of the gate, out of the gates being correct, it tends to be secure, it tends to stay secure, even if it suffers from some future vulnerability. Right. I think a lot of this started being an issue when you started seeing things like smart grid come up, right? That That's one of the big worries about a lot of electrical infrastructure, water infrastructure, you know, the, the utilities coming into a more connected um, uh, connected world now. They at first had issues because they were not seg- segmenting those things off, right? And yeah, I mean, you, you end up with problems because of what you're trying to get automation and get efficiency out of something, which is going to require you connecting these things together. And now you've created a point of entry. So example of that, two examples, um, far more domestic. If it's a switch, an electric switch that's connected to a, a, a socket just to turn on and off a light, you can maliciously flip that on and off so many times that you cause the relay inside right. to fail and maybe short out. You've destroyed something, at worst caused a fire if there's some protection lacking in the device. Um, then the other example is something more, uh, let's call it real-world espionage-oriented with Stuxnet, which was a you know, Microsoft Windows worm that propagated across networks that happened to have industrial controls accessible from them. It was a SCADA, um, a SCADA vulnerability that targeted Siemens controllers. Um, I mean, that, we don't go into that here, but it's exactly the same sort of thing. It was used to destroy attached industrial systems. Certainly, it seems like most companies probably have a good handle on their information technology resources. You know, they, they may have an inventory, or at least they have a, a, you know, a passable understanding of what's on their network. Uh, I suspect a lot of organizations don't really even fully understand what they might have in their environment for OT devices, right? Either the vendor is directly providing services, so they've got something hooked up there, or it could be in place for 20 years and have had multiple IT teams even sort of pass through an organization and and not know it's there. So I think inventorying is probably a a key initial thing so you know what you have and you know kind of where your risks are because you brought up, Matt – you know, this is really a risk exercise as much as anything because there may or may not be, you know, patches or some specific technical controls or compensating controls you could put in place, but you really need to know where your risks are and make some decisions around that. Yeah, I mean, a good example is that we we would walk into, you know, back when I did a lot of uh, project deployment for, um, for IT departments, uh, we would walk onto a shop floor and they would have tons of, you know, CNC machines. And they were all just connected to the, the same network as the rest of the computers because they, they had engineers that were sitting, uh, you know, designing things, sending them to those machines. Uh, if that place got compromised, you, you now have access to all of that, right? So if you want to break those machines, if you want <laughs> maybe even introduce a small flaw in a part, right, it would be very difficult to detect those things because they had all these things on the floor. They had no idea how it was connected, right? 
So the minute we leave, they have a huge problem if uh, if someone were to compromise that network. Yeah, and we're talking about all this as if it's say security vulnerabilities, but you know it makes me think of a story in the past where there was a, a, a unit attached to a phone switch essentially that simply collected call records. And those call records were utilized for billing purposes. Uh, so when it broke, people cared because they couldn't bill their customers. Uh, but there was only one person in the company that understood that, that that call record collector even existed. And that one person had to build a custom cable to be able to connect to it because there was only one way to actually get any visibility. So you literally yeah. had this you know pretty critical old uh, call box collector that only one person could support and they and that person needed to make sure they had their you know uniquely crafted cable to be able to do it like these aren't straightforward things necessarily to interact with always but but this, but it's not always some you know major security risk necessarily right it's just there's there's a whole variety of things these days control yeah it's operational risk as much as anything else absolutely and there are lots of surprises beyond the maintenance and you know accessibility with our laptops which no longer have serial ports yeah there's that too um, you know, some sensors, like temperature sensors, are way more capable than they need to be. Um, we've seen them running mail servers. Like, that makes no yeah. possible reasonable sense, but they exist. Solar charge controllers were, uh, th- those are notorious for having a bunch of services on them. And we found one in an incident once that was being contacted by some questionable IPs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so not a lot of care building them necessarily they get them to perform the function they need it you know it it might be a lower end piece of just traditional computing technology that they repurpose for something else absolutely yeah uh so in many ways i feel like we've sort of said in this in this episode things that we've said in the past around you know take care of those fundamentals you know collect an inventory think about the infrastructure in terms of of risk and be judicious about the way that you actually protect it um and then, you know, for those things that you can, you know, network segmentation and, and monitoring, you know, make sure you put those things in place. But I don't know that we've identified anything incredibly unique about these other than they may be old and perhaps a little bit more difficult to, to maintain. Um, as always, if anybody has any questions about, you know, operational technology, uh, f- feel free to let us know. You know, we're happy to talk. It's not a uh, – it's not easy sometimes even to get the inventory that you might need. Uh, you might not be familiar with it, but – there, there's a variety of tricks and, and tips that we can provide you uh, to make that job easier. So we're happy to chat. Uh, and as always, we hope you got value out of the podcast and thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your feedback. Feel free to get in touch at Vancord on LinkedIn or on Twitter at Vancord Security. And remember, stay vigilant, stay resilient. This has been CyberSound. <laughs>